This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It's the first of the month, and that means rent is due today. And that is a big problem for many, many small businesses struggling to stay afloat during the pandemic. The government's rent relief program has been criticized for months because it's up to landlords to apply rather than the tenant businesses. And just yesterday, the new finance minister, Christa Freeland, promised changes are coming. And she's also extended the government's interest-free loans until the end of October. There are some issues with those as well in terms of who is eligible for them. So the question is, is that enough uh, there's some uncertainty here, and how much longer can some of these businesses hold on? One of Toronto's iconic restaurants, the Kit Kat, announced that it will be closing for good. Its owner, the man dubbed the King of King Street, Al Carbone, joins me now along with Mike DeOcaran of Mike's Liberty Grill here in Liberty Village. Hello. How's Hello. everyone? Uh- Hey, thank, thank Good you. morning. How are you? Fine, Al. How are you? Well, I'm trying to get by everything, you know. It's uh, tough. It's, it's a very tough decision. Uh, to so let's start with you, Al. Um, we know that there have been a number of challenges, starting with the new rules about King Street parking. Uh, and, you know, King Street, I, I have to say, I've been to the Kit Kat many times. We would usually go when we were going to the theater. Of course, there is no theater. The restaurant was always hopping. What made you decide finally to pack it in? Well, it's been over five months, Libby. Bills are coming out of our ears everywhere. And uh, there's nobody downtown. Uh, the office towers are closed. Uh, you name it, it's closed. Like the theaters are closed. All the food courts downtown are closed. People are working from home. They're not coming back for a while. Um, maybe the new year or the end of next year. Uh, it's very difficult. It's very Oh, somebody's pooch that we're hearing. Yes, it's it's very difficult. And Al, also, uh, this year there's not going to be a, a live festival, Toronto International Film Festival. Uh, it, was yeah, that, that part of your consideration as well? Well, it's going to be virtual. It's not going to be like people are down here, and they're not going to close the street or have patios. Libby, excuse the dog, he's... Uh, Okay, uh, you know what? Issues. He's got issues, so uh, we'll move on to Mike. Hold on there, Al. What? Hold, hold on there, Al, uh, and uh, we'll move on to Mike, and we'll we'll get back to you. Um, the dog's fine. Okay. Okay, the dog's fine. Um, Mike, we'll bring you in. Hi, Mike. Hi. Good afternoon. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. So, how are you managing uh, with your restaurant here in Liberty Village? Um, 
Well, I share the same sentiment uh, of uh, the owner of KitKat. Kit um, we are highly uh, depend upon the people to return back to work. We have been closed since March of this year. Um, we have given a shot uh, to reopen after the phase, the phase three was lifted. We did so in the entire month of August. Zero revenue, zero sales. The bills are still standard at 100%. There's nothing we can do about that. And we were hoping yesterday that, um, you know, given the little rent relief that the government gave to us, that they would have extended and put a cap on it till December until they worked out um, the different programs, you know, like they did with the wage subsidy. And uh, we are keeping our finger crossed and hope that, you know, because uh, that's our only um, hope right now. I thought they would have done something tailored directly for the restaurant industry, which is one of the most hard-hitted business. Okay. Um, I'd like to bring in Laura Jones with the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Hi, Laura. Hi. Thanks for having CFIB on. Uh, you're very welcome. So uh, in terms of the rent subsidy, uh, you know, it's been criticized. Your group has been criticizing it for months because it's up to the landlord to get it and not to the tenant. Uh, what kind of progress has there been? Yesterday, Christian Freeland said, you know, hang on, changes are coming, but is that soon enough? Well, we're for some business owners, are, you know, this is six months. Today marks six months of being in, you know, extremely difficult business um, conditions due to COVID-19 with no um, relief on one of their biggest expenses, which is, which is rent. So, um, you know, we're, we're pleased that we have a new finance minister who seems to be taking a fresh look at this, but there is definitely a sense of urgency. And I think, you know, yesterday, business owners felt, you know, maybe there was a little bit of hope in some of what she's saying, but you can't take hope to the bank. So um, we really need to change this program so that business owners can get the help if they need it, whether or not their landlord um, decides to apply. Okay. Uh, we have Mike Karen on the phone. And, and Mike, uh, do you rent your premises? Is this, how much of an issue is this for you? It's a, it's, it's a major issue. It's a, it's a major issue. And um, like I said, uh, uh, we are all in this together, you know, that, uh, and uh, I'm not here to criticize anyone. Every little help helps at this point in time, but it's very, very good. Like there's no people in Liberty Village anymore. All the businesses are closed, you know, like uh, um, most people are working from home, you know, and, and that's and that's a sentiment, you know. Uh, have you been able at all to pivot oh. to, there are oh. also lots of people who live here, to pivot to takeout and, and delivery? Does that work at all for you? Uh, that, that doesn't work. Uh, that doesn't work. Be, because giving our uh, takeout and delivery, if we go with these, with these uh, com- companies like DoorDash and all these companies, they're, they're picking off the back of the small business. You know, like we, we, they, they have to dip into our rev- revenue base. And it's not, it's not something that is viable at this point in time. Yeah, some of them take 30%. Yeah. Laura Jones, do you have any sense? I remember at the beginning of this, uh, you had a survey that said a quarter of businesses wouldn't be able to last several months. Do you have a sense of, of how that's how that's playing out? 
Yeah, so the conditions are obviously still really tough for um, business owners. And, you know, what we're seeing is only about one in four are back to normal revenue. Just a minute, just a minute. I'm not sure where all that noise is coming from. Are you there, Um, Laura? Yes, I'm here. Yes, I'm here. And um, (laughs) I'm in a quiet office, so it's not... It's not not uh, you, yes. It's not me, but... But I, I will say that, you know, one in seven are at risk right now of permanently closing their, their doors. So conditions are really, really tough. Only one in four back to normal revenue um, and one in seven at risk. And, and that's on top of the closures we've already seen. And most most of us, if you walk down any kind of business street, um, most people know of a business owner or they personally know of, of a business um, that has closed. And, and, you know, what we need to do right now is do everything we can to bridge as many businesses back to normal as possible. Possible for the sake of the Canadian economy, because those businesses all employ people um, and also, you know, obviously provide great uh, services and, and goods that we all enjoy and, and meeting spots. But they're also big employers in the Canadian economy. Yeah, I, I have to say, my husband and I have tried to make a point of patronizing local businesses. We live near St. Clair West. And I have to say that on the weekend, the last few weekends, when it's hard to get a reservation, the streets are full. It's all, you know, socially distanced. We have no issue with sitting on a patio. I'm assuming that maybe some of that will change when it gets colder. But is, is that kind of uh, neighborhood places? Or is, is that sort of the formula for people who are managing to hang on? Yeah, I think some some places are doing better than others. And, you know, so in our survey work, what we see is downtown can be a bit of a spending desert because a lot of office traffic isn't there and a lot of the tourism um, that businesses, restaurants and other businesses rely on aren't there. Whereas in some local neighborhoods, you know, businesses are really feeling the love, which is great. Um, one, um, one thing I'll point out to listeners, too, is if they're interested, you know, there's often special incentives um, by a lot of bigger companies are doing this now where there's special, you know, you can get extra points, for example, for shopping local on one of your cards or something like that. Those um, we're profiling on a smallbusinesseveryday.ca website. And so you can find the latest about how small businesses are doing, but also what big companies are doing to support uh, little ones. There's lots of great initiatives profiled there for, for people who want to support their local businesses. And, well, and we're really encouraging people to do that right now because Amazon is doing just fine. Thank you very much. Yeah. But your local retailer is struggling. I, I know that, that uh, the BIA in my neighborhood is like if you scan your barcode, you might get $1,000 or I don't know exactly what it is. But um, I know that people are trying. Al, we've got you back there. Al, was rent a factor in your decision? Was uh, maybe a big factor. Uh, so he, 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 Even though they uh, have applied for the rent relief, which they got for July, August, and uh, April, May, June, I paid some. They paid some. And my rent is so high, I have to cut my losses. My landlord passed away. I had a good relationship. Now I have to deal with uh, his nephews and nieces. There's 10 of them. Nobody can make a decision. I tried to negotiate with them. That didn't work. And uh, I can't, because no one's down there for a 
Okay, we 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 just uh, lost you in the middle of a sentence there, Al. Um, Laura, I know that you have to go. What would you like to leave us with? Just, I, I just want to encourage all um, small, small, uh, you know, all customers who care about local um, businesses to, you know, get out there. I, I know it, it's tough, and people are worried about their own pocketbook issues. But when you're making a choice between Amazon and local, choose local um, because they really, really need your support right now. And a lot of small business owners have told us that that connection with customers has been critical to get through not just a financially tough time. But it's been a really emotionally difficult time. Imagine being worried about your livelihood every day, all day, and taking that to bed with you every night. That's where a lot of business owners are at. And that connection with customers has just been critical for them. Okay. Laura Jones from the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, thanks for being with with us. Uh, We're trying to see how people are hanging on through this. We're talking to Al Carbone, who's made the tough decision to shut down his iconic restaurant on King Street. No one's downtown. And we've got Mike Diocaran, Mike's Liberty Grill. And I'm going to start taking a call with Abraham in Woodbridge. Hello, Abraham. Hello. You're on the air. Go ahead. What's your situation? Well, I have a small business. Basically, I supply staff at the hotels, specifically housekeeping. At the the start of the COVID, everybody wanted um, an ROE. Uh, now the calls start picking up a little bit and nobody wants to come back and I'm struggling to get stuff. And I'm really, I'm really, you know, trying my best. I even try to post jobs everywhere, but uh, it looks like all the people that they're collecting employment insurance, they're on a comfort zone with $2,000 a month and they don't want to come back. With, so with the serve, I, yeah. So and what, are, what I have to do, I'm desperately to get people. I, I cannot get it, and and I'm getting in trouble with your thoughts because, you know, they need to be cleaned up because people are traveling and this and that. And I got I have to turn it down because I'm definitely, you know, I can't get people. Uh, so so the, you have a kind of an employment agency then? <clears throat> Correct. Correct. Uh, you know, the conservatives are saying that the way things are structured now, it is a disincentive for some people for going back to work. Do you agree with that? I don't because I, I'm, I'm begging my people to come back to work. I even give them incentive and then nobody wants to come back. Right. That's what I'm saying. The conservatives say that the CERB is a disincentive, making people not want to come back to work. Yeah. Uh, so, so do you have a plan B there, Abraham? No, plan B is that, that you know, if I continue uh, uh, not, if I continue not supplying the service that the hotels need, I have to let the contract go. That means I have to close down the company. I have no other alternative. Okay. Thank you for that, Abraham. Al, you were saying that even with the rent subsidy and your landlord went with it, it, it you just couldn't make it work. That's how high the rents are downtown. Right. What else? Um, you know, when did it Property be- taxes, insurance, Libby. They all add up to big time. Uh huh. And like when we had income, we used to turn our tables three times, four times when there was special events going on, but three times for sure. When we started to do less than that a couple of years ago, it was a shame to see no one in the restaurant 
after 8 o'clock. That was the beginning of the end. With COVID, it, the end is here. Uh-huh. For a lot. I'm not the only one. What's bad about it, Libby, is all our staff for many years have worked with me at the Kit Kat. I really feel bad for them. Um, suppliers, people that delivered product to us, like the gentleman Abraham just called, we have many of those suppliers, dry goods, uh, produce, fish, meats, vegetables, you, you name it. They're, they're having a hard time as well. The whole industry kind of got it, you know, very badly. When the hotels are closed, the borders are closed, no one's traveling, and we, we're getting a lot of people from Montreal because they have a month off. And it's kind of dangerous to open up right now, whether safety for the customers, safety for the staff, safety for all. And social distancing, I was 12 feet wide, Libby. Yeah. Uh, how I am know. I going to? My tables were touching each other, and people love that. That ambiance is gone. And now I can't be two meters apart inside. And to open up for 16 people or eight people, it doesn't work, Libby. I have to be busy. I had 65 seats. Those seats had to turn around minimum two times, three times. And we were doing fine till, I hate to say it, but I'm not against the streetcar itself. Now that nobody's downtown, I have asked them to reverse it. Reverse the streetcar ban, King Street ban. It's, it's, the TTC is losing five, six million dollars a week. They have no customers riding. Um, you know, these guys are going for joy rides with a streetcar. Some areas could use the help and main arteries. Nobody's downtown. They should shift their focus. What about the rest of the King Street Strip? It where your strip on King Street? What about the rest of it? It's a go- it's a ghost town. We used to have Restaurant Road that I tried to fight for all these last two decades, three decades. Yeah, let's take a quick call from Brian in Caledon. Hi, Brian. Hi there. How are you, Libby? Thanks for taking the call. Go ahead. Uh, I feel sorry for the Kit Kat. I'm a Mervish subscriber, and since the pandemic and everything's closing up, I haven't been able to go there. We used to go there once a month, and I feel sorry for Al. I really do. Uh, we try and I live near Georgetown. We try and go to some of the small restaurants, but we do take out Wednesday, that type of thing. And uh, that thing was the closing of Tucker's Marketplace. We used to go there quite often for birthdays, celebrations, and I have still $200 in gift cards for Tucker's Marketplace now I can't use. Yeah. Okay, Brian, thanks for uh, filling us in on that. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Thank you. See, Al, I'm sure a lot of people are going to miss the Kit Kat. It was a real happening place. And um, uh, did you try to make a go with takeout for their, their people who live down there as well? But it, it's a different crowd, Libby. The business has shifted to west of Spadina, closer to Brant, and uh, King and Portland's very busy with the young crowd. The theater crowd is not going out. A lot of people don't want to go out. 
And if you have a 100-seat patio, you can manage. But when you have eight seats on your patio, you can't pay any of the bills. And that uh, the the uh, cafe to uh, the street the street patios, I guess that doesn't work where you are. No, it doesn't. We already have that. We've had it since they shut down the street. Like we've had four seats there. Big deal. Okay. Like it doesn't do anything. If you're adjacent to a large parking lot, which the city has, and someone adjacent to it, they took over. God bless them. But nobody's going out. Either it's too hot too windy, or people are aren't going out till 8 o'clock. Our kind of crowd, we're going to miss them. And what's We've been ne- there for 31 years. What's next for you, Al? I'm going to retire, Libby. I'm getting out of town. I sold my house. I can't, I can't stand what I see in the city. I'm tired of fighting, and it's just not, not the same anymore. Let's the the thrill is gone, B.B. King used to say. Well, Al, I'm I'm sorry to hear that, and we'll miss you, and we'll miss the Kit Kat, and uh, thanks so much for talking with us. Appreciate it. Pleasure to be with you. Thank oh. you, Libby. Okay, bye-bye, Al. Okay, and that is all the time we have for today. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.